everyone. Welcome to the 36th episode of In the Vitrine. My name is Nadia. And this is Danny. Okay, and today um, we have our 36th episode and we're going to talk about, um, it's kind of a bit, it's like collaborations in a time of the pandemic and, you know, just how people have been responding creatively um, using new media available at our fingertips to reach out to audiences, to engage with them, to be innovative about how to communicate ideas and um, products and services um, in fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And how tools that, like personal tools like um, phones and mm. video screens have become the new, the, the quarantine tools for fashion professionals. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, we were a bit bothered today, I guess, you know, by all the news we've been reading about um, George Floyd. So, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really have anything to do with our episode per se, but we just thought, you know, since it's on our minds and, you know, we're thinking about it, that we would just kind of put it out there that um, yeah, the world really seems to be crumbling. I mean, the thing is, you know, everyone has been saying that the pandemic has thrown up issues that have always been there, right? It just shines yes. a spotlight because it, you know, the, the cracks become so much more visible. And I think in this case, it's certainly sort of... Um, that kind of event as well, that kind of incident yeah. as well. Our, yeah. Yeah. Our, yeah, our hearts are really sad at the moment and stand in solidarity with people across the world. And I think there is a global recognition that things need to change and we have to be better. We, it's been too long. We've been seeing the same news over and over again. Mm. And especially now that with the pandemic, when we need to stay together and we need to work together to get through something that is um, not necessarily man-made but can be kept by man-made and these things these issues such as like racist uh, killings and innocent lives being taken is just such a downer on already a very difficult time for everyone yeah and you know it's it's interesting how like everyone is inside isolation is under quarantine and just goes to show that everyone has a part to play right like you know i mean it's not about staying silent or thinking that it doesn't bother you or it doesn't affect you yes. it's really about everyone doing their part um which also means not staying silent or not letting things perpetuate and just you know thinking oh well it's not my problem because it is our lives and everyone has a part yeah. to play in it it yeah. affects all of us in every corner of the world and mm. we can all do something in our immediate vicinity. Yeah, and I hope it's not just like lip service on social media or just like, you know, kind of joining in things without thinking about it. I think it's really about like everyday actions as well that might not be reported, yeah. that might be, you know, just in your own quiet little kind of environment. But, you know, it's really something to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so... On that note, I think we can start talking <laughs> about, um, yeah, more positive things, things that people are putting out there that creates value. Um, yeah, and, I, I just wanted to yeah. start with uh, something that just got published on Saturday, which was the RuPaul Drag Race season 12 finale, which yeah. usually sees a big number of people um, attending the finale and the 
and the finalists, drag queens, um, kind of like battling it out live with like amazing costume changes and like, you know, that whole presence of their performance. And because of the pandemic, obviously this couldn't happen live. So what they did was that everyone was recording from their own homes. And I thought it was such a, an amazing, like, it's going to be such an amazing, like, time capsule of this time and to see all of visual culture and how it has been responding to the pandemic and this isolation um, and visually. So I thought that was like, uh, the, the way that they did it was very creative and um, there was still that level of excitement, even though it was like, we're looking at things from their own homes and um, on their over the screens and everything was being judged over the screen so that was really cool yeah and I think we were talking about how we wanted to discuss this new way of working that a lot of fashion brands have been embracing due to um, social isolation yeah so I was really impressed by the Gucci campaign um, mm-hmm. I mean you know just it's such a good idea. It's a simple idea, but it's such a good one where, you know, the, I believe like, and correct me if I'm wrong, like, um, influencers were sent quotes, right? From Gucci. And then they were asked to sort of like uh, do the whole shoot themselves or am I wrong about that? Yeah. Different, different models, um, and personalities. So they were given, okay. they were like, I don't know if they were sent the cameras and the lights, but, but the quotes, they were yes. doing yeah the clothes definitely Mm -hmm. and they were doing like normal everyday quarantine things like brushing their teeth making homemade masks um and then there were like their pets and animals in it also and they were um singing and dancing along to this supergrass song called all right we're all right Mm -hmm. it has a chorus that says we're all right Yeah, it's really fun. And it's a good idea also because, I mean, I feel also that because there is the pandemic and people know that, you know, you don't have access to all these amazing equipment and like all this hair and makeup stuff, then somehow the campaigns that have come through look a little more real. And we are Mm -hmm. sort of, um, I like that. It's like a slowing down. Um, It's not about how, you know, it's like the biggest names or it's not about, um, you know, traveling to super exotic places or having like an amazing um, celebrity photographer so I quite like Mm. that and yeah it's just been very interesting and I think TikTok has had something to do with that also you know just the idea that you can put a video out there of yourself dancing or doing something funny um, yeah and like definitely embracing that yeah Mm. And also the fact that TikTok has like really developed AI, augmented reality um, filters and things that you can do with it. So I think that has like definitely kind of um, affected how, what we expect out of the imagery that we're seeing now, like moving image, like videos. So even in um, RuPaul's Drag Race, there was, um, I think they edited one of the videos to look like there was an outfit change. Yeah, and these are things that you see in TikTok a lot. Mm. I mean, TikTok really came um, at an amazing time because, I mean, the pandemic just forced people to be at home, right? And it's like such an easy sort of platform to use. Yeah, and it's so fun because I you can entertain yourself and other people. It's yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely been taken up a lot more. I think du- during the pandemic, mm. and um, 
however, the, I think in terms of like visual images, the first, the first like big name that really kind of uh, took this on was Vogue Italia, who we spoke about a few episodes about during the Vogue episode and how they're always trying to push and do things that are different. So what they did was they got um, models like Bella Hadid to kind of be directed and um, and uh, over FaceTime. So Bella Hadid had her housemate Lauren kind of helping her to like give her instructions and she was photographed and these images were published. Um, so there's this one particular set of images where she's like blowing a blue balloon and she's like standing um, kind of in front of a, one of her white doors and you can see that um, her, she's been directed to move her body in different um, angles mm. and the perspective looks a bit skewed also from um, the way that it has been shot. Yeah, it's really cool. So. Um, I think I'm just looking at the the Vogue piece. It says here, um, Jacquemus uh, released its new spring 2020 campaign. And is this the one you're talking about with Bella Hadid? And um, so that yeah. one was the second one. Yeah, the second so one. Bella did did Bella did the Vogue Italia, and then she did this campaign for um, Jacquemus, which I I really I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. And this is interesting because it was captured by the photographer Pierre Ange Calotti and creative directed by the designer Simon Porte Jacquemus. So it's interesting how, I, I don't know how it works exactly. So I mean, she's in her home, then someone is photographing her over FaceTime. Um, and then yeah, there's and somebody like else telling, telling her, her to like what move. to do, but not in the room. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then hair and makeup, I guess she has to do herself. Yes. And yes. Um, I, I guess... Also the fact that she's like this huge supermodel, she's beautiful mm. either way. So it kind of really works. Um, and obviously the image quality is like really, uh, it really looks like a webcam. Yeah. And the back, backdrop is just like different angles from um, in her plain house. So I guess, your house as a talent or a model in this new way of shooting is also kind of like going to be part of the way that the story or the identity is going to be crafted unless they send you like backdrops you know <laughs> yeah I wonder if there was like post editing um uh, I think it would I don't know about that doesn't I look feel like, like it has it, to be it has to be minimal right otherwise it won't look real like it would look kind of um I don't know not matching with the setting itself because it's just yeah. her and her home she's just yeah, like in various states like of undress really as I'm looking at these images yeah and I, I guess that's what it calls for too right like all this mm. I mean even the Gucci campaign they were doing very um domestic setting kind of activities so we're gonna see yeah let's have a look at that a lot of what it is like staying at home or things about things in the home because yeah. in many cities going outside and I mean in Singapore you wouldn't be able to go outside and, and photograph yourself you have to wear a face mask and you can't be out um, apart yeah. from 
doing chores. So I'm looking at the Gucci images now and um, it's called the Gucci the Ritual, hashtag Gucci the Ritual digital campaign. And mm -hmm. um, it's launched with a 16 second clip featuring creative director Alessandra Michelle with each of the models in your home. So my apologies for the mistake earlier, I thought it was influencers, that's wrong. Um, and like you said, singing and dancing along to All Right by Britpop band Supergrass. And let's look at the images. I mean, they have sort of the same quality as the Bella Hadid ones. I'm looking at the one featuring Josephine Gronwald, you know, and mm -hmm. it's just sort of this like sort of soft lighting, but you can see there's like artificial lighting coming from um, sort of her right, beneath her right arm. And mm -hmm. there's something tilty in the image quality, right? Like that was also in the Bella Hadid one, like the angles of the walls or sort of like yeah. a, downwards looking up or upwards looking down it's not really like a face on kind of thing um which is interesting to me there was a really yeah. cool one with flow photography where someone's just lying down i don't know what that is though it's like a caravan or a bus i'm not sure um but you know somehow it just comes through the idea of quirkiness right that we've come to know gucci for you know, like yeah. sort of fantastical settings, but still familiar. Yeah, um, yeah but I, I, I love really... the one with Vakel by Vakel. That yes. one is, um, she's, I think, in her kitchen, and like even the table has been arranged and art directed a little bit, and there's like yeah. white towels. Yeah. And the garment that she's wearing also goes so well with it. it so does. the model's wearing this like white uh, A line short dress with mm. high knee high socks and gloves yeah and, and it looks like it the looks really image is sliding a little bit right and that's on purpose yeah. so that again yeah maybe yeah. to emphasize um how this is like shot at home i'm not sure maybe that was what they were trying to do yeah, yeah. and the one with um this couple delphi and lawrence they are standing on the rooftop of their homes i mean forget doing that in singapore but i mean yeah they look you'll burn um, on I, them at all. <laughs> yeah i love this i love this series i don't know where the camera would have been like do they have a drone mm. like how do they get this did they climb up the tree i don't know yeah yeah um, and um you know, so a lot of this, even the technology itself, like the cameras now, because a lot of people are videoing themselves, a lot of cameras like um, Nikon have like auto detection, like auto focus mm. detection. And mm. these are exactly the the instances when this is useful. Or, yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I absolutely and, um, am amazed by how all of them are just telling us it's FaceTime. So it's iPhone, right? And you know, it's almost as if like that's the standard. So it's almost as if like mm. we don't want to go, you know, like super professional with our equipment. That's we true. just want to use what we have. That's true. They're not using like fancy DSLRs and no. And that's the point, right? They're just using their homes, their bodies, the pose, the gestures and the clothes to tell these stories. Mm. Mm. I wonder what the way of the future is then. I mean um, eventually, I think, I hope we will come out of this pandemic and people will, you know, again, interact and, you know, shoots can yeah. go on as before. But I wonder if this yeah. is like, you know, 
cause for pause like mm, is this where we want to go in the future I mean you know if you are like a young photographer going out there to work what are you going to put in your portfolio something like this something more that's like, true over the top yeah the the images are a lot more introspective and more kind of like making do with what's around you um, and looking at things anew, like objects in your house and like your own house, looking at it in, with new eyes to see the potential of how it could look like in images. But I, I think this is going to last for at least one, one and a half years, two years mm-hmm. maybe. But, and it's more of like a capsule of this time and like all these images will tell us like in 150, 100 years what it was like right now but I think mm. I think it would still drop I mean people who are still going to desire the glamour and like mm. the production maybe perhaps even more after this but, period but I'm also wondering whether there'll be backlash if let's say you know a major magazine decides that we're going to go the whole nine yards we're going to go fly to an exotic in a commerce location mm. and we're going to spend yeah. a, like a lot of money to fly people like to this location and yeah do this extravagant shoot I don't know it just feels somehow yeah but, wrong. but also like the possibility of it now you can still do like far off locations but now the thing is find somebody who is there like, find yeah. somebody in like um in the desert of mm. the Sahara de- near the Sahara desert who can shoot themselves there. and and there is a potential of like engaging more diverse models people who are living in like more diverse places and seeing their corner of the world from their point of view. Yeah, for sure. Or at least with a bit more agency on their side of like what they want to show you. Yeah. So that's the dream, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the dream to have more voices, more perspectives, um, for it to be more pluralistic. Something that I guess we've sort of been talking about and um, advocating for. Right, even with our thirty-four for thirty-four, if you remember that we were trying to like squeeze thirty-four Instagram accounts <laughs> yes. into one talk, because we we're like more love for more people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm feeling a bit odd today, not just because of the George Floyd thing we talked about earlier, but because our circuit breaker is ending today, right? Oh, that's true. Like the phase, yeah. first phase mm. of circuit breaker. Yeah. So I mean, for all of you listening who are not in Singapore, I mean, we are we have been in lockdown for. Um, two months I think yeah two, two months. months yeah and tomorrow is the day when things start going back to normal but because um, it really isn't going back all the way to normal I think only some schools are open and like we still can't eat outdoor uh, yeah still can't eat yeah. you know, in we restaurants still can't see our friends yeah. yeah so it feels cautious and like an extended lockdown I guess mm. yeah we can't, we can't go all crazy yet. Yeah. It's, um, I, mm. as we've seen in other places, like people are like flocking the beaches and there are two different strands of thought. Like there is people in healthcare who are like still seeing tons of cases every day. Yeah. And when they see people like trying to get back to normalcy and like crowding the beaches and stuff, it's, I'm sure it's very upsetting for them because they are still fighting very hard in the front lines. Yeah, exactly. I think it's upsetting for people in general as well, you know, I mean, if you're not one of the beachgoers, you'll be like, hello. I mean, then what's (laughs) all the lockdown been for, right? Because then you can go right back to where you started, which is what happened in South Korea, I think. I mean, they had to close down schools again after opening up. Mm. Yeah, so I don't know. I hope that, I mean, 
yeah, it's fun to think about how all these new innovations are coming from the pandemic. But I hope it's not just like a flash in the pan. We just do this because the circumstances are like that now that, you know, things will really um, change for yeah. the better. I and the, I, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think people have to enjoy the change. Like it doesn't have to feel like it's, it's like such a dreadful thing. Like if people have, like if photographers, if models, if brands see that people are enjoying this kind of turn off events or turn off slowing down, then it, it makes an incentive for them to like not get rid of everything completely. Mm. Well, I was just looking at this email I received. I mean, just a shout out to TAF, which is the Textile and Fashion Federation in Singapore. And they have this uh, virtual roundtable with um, Worldwide Fund for Nature, WWF. And it's about uh, how we will be looking at our plastic use or rather reducing plastic in, in fashion um, moving forward. So... Yeah, it sounds like a really interesting initiative. You know, actually, I enjoy all these, like, online things that people are doing, just fun things. I mean, I really enjoyed the Ladies Who Lunch thing. Did you watch that? With uh, no, Kristen Berensky, Audrey McDonald, and Meryl Streep for Stephen Sondheim's birthday. It was so good. You have to watch it. You know, and it's fun to see all these people coming together um, to speak, to discuss. So I think even yeah. if we are physically in isolation, right, like, um, we're still interacting with each other, which is very lovely to see. Yeah, I've been tuning into a lot of like Instagram lives from like I saw Mark Jacobs and Hans Ulrich Obrist in Business mm. of Fashion and been seeing a lot of things online as well. Yeah, so that's nice. There's like a democratization of like information. Um, yeah. Mm. Okay, I think that's it for us today. So thank you so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, um, at In The Vitrine. And we upload images relating to what we speak about on Instagram, at In The Vitrine. Please do follow us there. Thank you so much. Until the next time, bye. Thank you, bye. Then, So that was really nice as well to see in the series. Um, and I think Anna Mae Wong, she was snubbed for a role for like a role which should have been played by an Asian person or a Chinese person, but then it ended up being played by um, a Caucasian. Do you remember this part in the show? The Good Earth, yeah. And it was nice that they addressed that as well in the, in the series. Mm. I know what you mean, like, you know, behaviours that were frowned upon or when, um, you know, two um, homosexual men decide to hold hands and be out in public together and there must be some kind of payback, right? But there isn't, yeah. But I, I quite like that, actually, because I... Okay, in my mind, I was thinking it's just seven episodes, so it can't go that dark, because then I'm resolve it and it'll be too much. And I actually like, I think, the artificiality of that or, like, the over-optimism of that, because I think we just need a dose of that these days. <laughs> hmm. Okay, so that's it for this episode on Hollywood. Um, a series on Netflix. If you haven't watched it, do. 
um, because it's a treat for the eyes. And it's also a really nice kind of um, jumping off point to discover old Hollywood and all the household names that might have become forgotten over the years. Well, thank you for listening to us. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and do follow us at In The Between on Instagram, where we upload images that relate to what we, we talk about. So till the next time, bye.